Um, got you another handout. I was thinking Monday. I, the more you study something, the more information you come up with. And if this class went on much longer, I, you'd probably have a book just on Providence. But uh, that's right. I, I got to think. This one I want you to think about till the end of class. I'm gonna take when that bell, that last bell, or first bell goes. I'm gonna stop, and then we're gonna talk about this question. Even if I'm in mid sentence. We're stopping. <laughs> in, in light of Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. Okay. Follow Put this back here in your uh, brain housing group. I want you to be able to explain that and tie it in with the providence of God and man's free will. It's, it's a little thoughty. Um, I know I'd use that. Uh, it's a little bit thoughty. But, but, but I, want, I, want to think, I want you all to be thinking a little bit as we go through this. How do we as free moral agents, and we are, almost all religions will tell you that, that we're free moral agents, and yet we, we have studied, we'll study more tonight about God's providence and how He works in the affairs of men, meaning mankind. And at the same time, uh, how does everything work out according to His plan for those that love Him? And yet, with with you with His with His providence in mind, if I could speak this evening. And so let's think about that for for a little bit. What, the last five minutes. If I'd have stopped about. I wish I had the last two minutes of my life back. I think you got it until I clouded it up there at the end, but that's okay. We'll talk about that at the end. Now, somebody explained uh, very simply. It can be one or two sentences, not complex. And I've helped you with, with some of the notes there. Explain what a miracle is. We went to Arby's before we came, and there was a shade tree there, and there were no cars there. Some would say that was a miracle. That you know, you know how it's banding about. We, we joked about that some on Sunday. But what is a miracle? A real, true miracle, Lisa. Something that goes against God's nature, laws of nature. Okay. Goes against. Um, it doesn't follow the laws of nature. The okay. laws that God has put in place. Can it suspend the laws of nature? Yes. Put this on vibrate. I'm glad that <laughs> happened right there. Okay, it, it, he can temporarily suspend the the, law, the laws that who created, by the way. He did. He did. Can he circumvent the laws of yes. nature? Yes. Can he intervene in, in the laws of? Yes. Yes. So if something's some, not by natural law. Is that how you put yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you could say that, Caleb. That. It's above natural law. You know, God put all of these in His unbelievable wisdom, this world that we live in. But there are certain uh, inalienable laws that, that you know, if that you just... If, if you, right here, my hand is not going to straighten out. It's not going to do a thing but get worse. Uh, he could, you know, a miracle would be if these fingers were all of a sudden straight and strong again. Okay. Okay, Don? The case of the man that did not have any ankle bones mm -hmm. born that way, the individual that did not have sight from birth, 
but miraculously all of a sudden those bones appear by the Creator. Yes, that, that's true. I was thinking also about, uh, tied, a little bit tied into that, Sunday we were talking about the instantaneous nature of miracles. And it was pointed out, and it was a really good question actually, a good observation. Naaman and his dipping seven times. Now, what if Naaman had only have dipped in the Jordan six times? He would have had leprosy. He'd still have leprosy. When he dipped the seventh time, was that miracle instantaneous? It was. The lag period was on him. Um, but when he says, you know, to, to take mud and put it on your eyes and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, uh, your sight will be restored. When that mud was put on his eyes, what instantaneously happened? His eyesight was restored. So miracles are always instantaneous. The lag period is usually on man, uh, mankind, personhood. We don't get too political crap. Okay, so, so you see that. Uh, it's like what you were saying, um, and those, it's not all miracles, but some of the miracles that were performed, were there was an if-then statement. Right. If you go do this, then this will happen. The then was the instantaneous. The if was put on man. That's right. That's, that's a good point. And... At least I'm not aware of any exceptions. Maybe there are. Uh, when, when miracles were were performed, what was the reaction of the people who observed those miracles? Did it increase their belief? Absolutely. Did it confirm what the prophet or the apostle or Jesus himself was saying? It confirmed what he was saying. Because that would get your attention, would it not? In fact, when Jesus raised Lazarus, remember he'd been dead four days. He was already stinking. And what did the... It said many believed because of that. But there were some who were going to not only kill Jesus, they wanted to kill Lazarus too because of that powerful miracle. Remember that? Caleb? Were there ever... And you might have been meaning this when you... Because I was going to ask the question right before you said that. Uh, you might have been meaning this when you said you could, didn't know of any circumstances, but are there any places in the Bible where it talks about somebody being healed and it doesn't mention that other people saw that and knew that that had been a miracle? Um, it's, it's always that. I mean, we, we get we get it spoken of in the Bible, right. and that allows us to believe, but I think I always use that as an example when people talk about thinking well, something's a miracle or thinking somebody was healed on TV. I'm like, well, where's all the people around right. them that knew that they had that problem ahead of time, you know, and saw that that right. was a miracle? Right, and, 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 and no, it's, a, it's a valid point. You, you know, there, there are the, these, these um, charlatans on TV, they usually cure what? I've had a bad back for, <laughs> for 10 years. You can't see that. And all of a sudden, I get, my back's feeling better. You start raising the dead, healing people that are totally blind, people that are totally deaf, and people that are, that are dead. When you can do that, you got my attention. I'm all in. Of course, it's not going to happen. Um, okay, now that's a miracle. It's above the laws of nature, if you will, or the laws of nature were temporarily suspended or intervened with. You know, we talked about 
um, the moving the sundial back 10 degrees when it, when it was about dark. That's, uh, that's not natural. It's natural that the sun goes down in the west. And if you can make that sun come back up another hour or two, you've really done something. And that, that's a miracle. Now, having said that, uh, who makes the sun come up and set every evening? It's the laws of, of God. So God intervened in His natural laws and did that. Oh, what's providence now? Providence. Root word provide. Providence. In your own words, if you like. Not answering your prayer. Certainly, answering prayer is um, God provides an answer. Yeah. It's no, yeah. It, it can it can be no sometimes. But what else? It's within the natural laws. It's, like it's within the natural laws. We we talked about last month that that tornado and all of that. Well, I will have to draw our own deductions there, but it sure like, looks like God answered her prayer, mm -hmm. uh, and and we've seen that with you know like we talked about with John and some of the others. Okay. God answers prayers, but He does it through His providential care by working with and through the natural laws. Right now, can God take these natural laws—earthquakes, volcanoes? all of those kinds of things that are natural. The tectonic plates, you know, all of that, and then you get all of this. Can he take that and help the process along if he chooses to? Can he bring up, uh, can he cause floods? Can he, can he cause droughts to get people's attention? He always has. And he can still, but, but he, he, he's using, not a miracle, he's using his providential right to do that with natural things, but his yes. right to do it yes. when and where he wants and, to and, and if he doesn't do that, like we talked about on Sunday, prayer means nothing. If he does not work <coughs> through natural means, uh, means, why do we bother? And, and, and it's a joke. And if he says in Romans 8 that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, now, is that all things something? All things. Now, how, how, how does that work? I don't know. Uh, Joseph, his, his, his uh, brothers, sold him and they hated him. They were going to kill him, remember that? And they said, well, well let's don't kill him. He's a, he is our brother after all. Let's sell him into uh, to Egypt as a slave. And, and he did that. It looked bleak, didn't it? For but Joseph. Never, but Joseph never lost his faith. He didn't. Joseph works in Potiphar's wife. She brings false charges against him. He's thrown into prison for maybe three years or so. Looking pretty bleak for Joseph. Did it, did it work out for not only Joseph, but for his people? He's got 11 brothers that are in a famine back uh, northeast of them. Several miles, you know, hundreds of miles. And they were out of food. Because God used instruments, in this case, uh, you know, people in authority and all that. It finally worked out just the way God wanted it because He can see into the future and see all that things. So it looked bleak for Joseph, but eventually it worked out for Joseph, his 11 brothers. Now we've got the 12 tribes of Israel. And they go into the promise they've all been saved because of God's providence. Tom? Huh? 
Isaiah chapter 40 through 45, there's, there's several lessons to be drawn. One of them is God knows what's going to happen before it does. And he'd also said that Israel was going to be released, Judah was going to be released from captivity at no cost. All right. It was it would happen. And then he identifies in chapters 44 and 45 that Cyrus, Persian king, was going to come along and do that 100 years from now. Right. God did not free the people from, from captivity in, in uh, Babylon by a miraculous act. He did it because he foreknew that this guy Cyrus was going to write that decree. Yep. It was a natural happening by the providence of God to get his people back to Judah. That's right. If somebody turn to Daniel 4.28. I want you to read that in a second. Somebody turn to Genesis 41.41. 41. Hold that. Someone turned to Genesis 45 and verse 9. And we're going to read these and listen really closely. Daniel, did I say Daniel 4, 28 or 32? 28. Okay. Uh, particularly verse 32. You can start at 28 if you want to, but verse 32 is the one I'm looking for. I don't think I've got it in the notes, but who has that? Daniel 4, 28, 29, 30. But 32 is the one I want. Daniel 4:32. Take it when you when you got it. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the twelve months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is it not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling for my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell upon oh, no, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever He chooses. The Most High rules in the kingdom of men and He gives it to whom He wants to give it to. Is that still true today? It absolutely is. God's in charge. Yes, He has His laws. Yes, He does not have to show us a miracle every day or so. But don't, don't ever mistake it. He is in charge. And he sets up presidents, he takes down presidents. He sets up kings, he takes down kings. But he's always for his purpose. Sometimes the purpose is, you folks got to learn a lesson here. We may be on that road, I don't know. But you've got to learn a lesson here. Especially when you're talking my power and my yeah. majesty. You start using I and my <laughs> you and all of that, you better look out. You, you, you may not have what you got very long. Uh, Genesis 41, 41. Now listen real closely to this one. Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said what? Pharaoh who who set Joseph over it? I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> See, I have I, set Pharaoh thought he did it. But what does uh, 45 and verse 9 say? Talk about the same situation. Now listen closely. 45 verse 9, Lisa. Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord over of all Egypt, come down unto me, tarry not. Now which is it? 
it appeared by the king that I did this for Joseph. And in a sense, he did. Who's behind the scene saying, dude, I'm just using you. I'm just using you to accomplish my purpose. And, and, and Joseph said, the Lord made me ruler over Egypt. You see, that that's providence. On the surface, it looks like this just happened to work out this way. God said, it happened to work out that way because I said it was going to work out that way. That's God's providence. He provides. You, you, you see, those. that's about as good examples as I could come up with. Now, just real quick, I'm going to go to the next sheet. Uh, God controls um, the forces of nature. We, 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 we all know that. i got all the scriptures for you. God controls the animal creatures. When God, uh, Balaam was going to curse or uh, curse God's people, Balak was going to give him a lot of money to do that. He tried to do it, and, and, it, and it came back on him. And finally, he, he uh, an angel said was going to kill Balaam. And, he, and there was an angel. The donkey saw the angel. Balaam did not. And the, the donkey wouldn't move on. So he started beating on the donkey. So he did that three times. Finally, the donkey turns around and says what to, uh, to Balaam? Would you stop already? Beating? Why are you beating me? That gets your attention. Now, now that gets your attention. It wouldn't make. Now, that's a, a law of nature. There are donkeys and there are all these things. Is it a law of nature for donkeys to talk? No, it's not. God circumvented the laws that he set up with a wild animal temporarily for that donkey to get Balaam's attention. Um, he sent quail into the Israelite camp because, remember, gr grumble and complaining? We are, we are tired of this yellow sugar cookie. We might say, wait. It's okay. You want some meat? I'll give you enough meat to come out your nose. It's all said and done. You want meat? It's going to come in by the, by the millions. And so God, quail fly. That's natural. That's a natural law. And it's, and it's, it's God circumvented, or He at least worked with those quail, some way to guide them in, and they all fell in the camp there, and they had their meat. So He used, would, would that be a miracle? Uh, we could probably talk about that. I don't want to waste too much time on that. I think probably not. It, it, he, he controls the quail. He can do the, with the quail what he wants to do. That's not a miracle. Um, he sent fiery serpents. If a fiery serpent bites you today, you're probably going to die. He sent fiery serpents into the camp to teach his people a lesson. And they, and they bit them and a lot of them died. Thousands. So he said, I will cure you of, of uh, snake bite, poisonous snake bite that's going to kill you. And all you got to do is what? There's a pole here, and we're going to make a brass serpent. And if you look on, now is that how you cure snake bite? Look, look up on a, on a brass pole. Was that a miracle or was that providence? Yeah, that's a miracle. I would say that's a miracle. Because yeah. that's not how you cure snake bite. The snake's going in as providence. But what did the could be? That's a good point. Could be a real good point. Um, 
I've got my, my point, but your point was better than mine. <laughs> we'll go with that one. The snakes going in is the providence, because God made okay, that happen. Yeah. The miracle is looking over the cure. Look, the cure. But even in that case, what if you said, I'm not looking on no brass yeah, serpent? Then it's not a miracle and you die. And you're going to die. If then. <laughs> if then. So. Once they looked on the uh, the brass serpent, had faith in God to do that, that He would cure you of that, then you were cured. If you got hard-headed and said, I'm not looking on a brass snake, that's stupid. Well, bye-bye. If we don't look up to God, we're going to die. Spiritually. Spiritually, yeah. Um, I've got the more thoughts on God's providence there. I just want to real quickly, and I've got the Scriptures there with them. Um, Psalm 103, the Lord has established His throne forever and His kingdom rules over all. I, and I've got in parentheses universal. That's, that's the universe. He created it and He's over the universe. Uh, Matthew 5.45, He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good and He sends rain on the just and the unjust. He providentially cares for people. Not only His people, but everybody. But everybody. That's the physical world. That's His laws. Everybody gets rain, and everybody gets sees the sun. Uh, Psalm 66, verse 7, He rules by His power forever. His eyes observe the nation. If His eyes are observing the nation, what's the implication? He knows all, sees all. He's going to take care of all. Yeah. He's not asleep. Nothing's going to escape His observation. So He's in the affairs of nations. Galatians 1 and verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace. I, I used, I don't, we don't get too much into this. I'm call, I call it human destiny. I don't know if that's the right, maybe the terminology there. But just know that, that um, um, God said, to before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. What kind of implications does that have in today's society? <clears throat> You know, a baby is not a human being until they're born, really. God said, before I ever formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Luke 1.52 He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. I just put in parentheses, human success and failures. He, he's, he, he's aware of all those things. He's involved in those things. Um, Psalms 4 and verse 8 I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. I love that verse. He protects His people. He protects His people. Uh, when you get over toward the, the end of the book of Revelation, it talks about you know, Satan's loosed and, and all of these things. And, and it says they surrounded the camp of the saints. In other words, things look pretty hopeless. My people are surrounded. It looks rough. And there's no hope. That's when God does His best work. There's no hope. And you remember what that what that next verse says? And He sent down fire from heaven and devoured all of His people's enemies. He's involved in our lives. And He has a special providential care for His people that, that the world doesn't get.
there's one point that most people just pass over as they're reading the Old Testament, is that he told his saints in the Old Testament, these, these hard times are coming. Now these nations are going to come in and they're going to slaughter, they're going to kill, they're going to make. But I will take you before you have to suffer. Meaning that you're going to die before you have to suffer what's coming. And we, we fail to, to realize sometimes death is God's providential care for us. Really good point. Um, in Psalms 116, where he says the death, the, the, the pressures in the sight of the Lord are the death, death of his saints. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a good one. You don't die alone with God. Think about Luke 16. You had Lazarus who had nothing except sores. That the, he couldn't even keep the dogs off of him from licking him. They laid him at, he couldn't walk. They laid him at the, at the, at the rich man's gate every day. Now, the, the world today would say, well, God wasn't watching over Lazarus. He was. Mm -hmm. God took him home. The angels came and when he died and carried him to Abraham's bosom where there's, you know, a, a paradise. Or, uh, you, know, we, uh, you know, remember that Jesus said to the one on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. That place. The place in 2 Corinthians 12, more than likely that Paul was at. Um, so you can't always go by your condition, rich or poor. I'm rich, so therefore God must be blessing me. Maybe He is. Maybe He's not. Well, I'm poor, I'm lame, i got nothing. They have to carry me to the rich man's... Uh, well, you do. God, and God knew that. You notice that? So when He died, He had angels come and carry Him. He had everything. Yeah. Um. Just to build off that, I think it's so hard because we live in a physical world. Mm -hmm. We like to think physically. And I think that I know people who have lost their faith because they don't feel that God's providential care gave them the answer they wanted. That's right. And it's again, you're thinking of this world. And you can think it, and we could challenge this in some way, like there's because there have been some really, really terrible people in charge of countries. In our history, in history, yep. Um, and so that's, that that can be some difficult things if you're looking at the earth, as opposed to looking. Yes. The, like you were referring to in the Revelation, God. Yeah. There's God has it under control, but it's just not. You're not going to be able to see it all the time. You're not going to be able to see it most of the time. While while you're going through, while you're going through. Amen. Um, I'm not sure that lady like we were talking about in uh, last month in that tornado, but um, no, that's absolutely true. And, and as Don said, sometimes the best answer God's got for you, I'm getting ready to take you home. So you don't have to put up with this anymore. That's a blessing. It is. He's watching. He knows. Uh, um, you know, he, he said when a, when a sparrow falls to the ground, I know. It, and he said, you're worth more than many sparrows or birds, right? Questions, comments on that? Let's, yeah, we're about, it's going to be about right time-wise. Um, <clears throat> how can we reconcile God's providence and being a free moral agent, being a person who thinks on their own, we're not puppets on a string where he says, jump, jump, jump. He doesn't do that. 
You make your own choices. Just know there are consequences for those choices. And he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. But eventually, you know, um, we're going to be on one side or the other. Can, can, you, can somebody reconcile God's providence, Him knowing all, also Romans 8.28, everything's going to work out good for His people no matter what the situation. We, we saw Joseph, we saw all these people where, that, where it looked hopeless. Uh, also remember when, uh, when uh, the uh, Isaiah, um, they were surrounded by the Moabites, I think. And the king was Shadrach, Kenezer, some, some crazy sounding name. That's not right. Don't quote me on that. Don't record it. Um, and God sent an angel that night and killed 185,000. Now that's a miracle. And they woke up the next morning and everybody's dead. But the people were starving and there was food in the camp of the dead people. So that was that was Proverbs. Sometimes he hears, remember that king, uh, he heard a rumor that there's trouble back home. So what did he do? He left. And he spared his people that way. That's Providence. Sometimes it's miraculous, like we read about. But with us, it's providential. Okay. Romans 8.28, God's providence and people's free will. Talk to me. How can we make that coincide? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Well, it's, it's choice. And it's, it's like giving your, your child a choice. You have a choice. You can do A or you can do B. If you do A, this is going to happen. You know, it'll, this is where it's going to go. If you do B, this is where it's going to go. It's all a matter of putting the A's and B's together and not, you're not looking to, you know, you're looking past yourself. But it's still your choice. Still your choice. And you have to be willing to take, you know, which is what people outside the church don't always understand. There will be a consequence that you're going to have to, to get maybe way, way down the line. It's your choice, but it's a choice that, that God's still giving. He's still there. He's always there. Are you saying He can work with our choices? No. Yes. He can. He can. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> because, because He does give you the yes and no. Or he gives you the this or that. God and works. He tells you where, where each side will take you. He shows you. God works with our choices. Now, I'll bet you, you can look back in your life. I can. Major fork in the road. Major fork in the road. I was a free will agent. And my free will was taking me toward the road to alcoholism and a lot of other isms as a young man. In the military, the first two years of college. I was on that road. I was raised better. I knew better. But, okay, I'm on this road. And, and that's, that's where it was headed. And I, had, and I had free will to do that. But then I come to this stop sign. And have you ever been to the turning point in your life where you can go one or two ways and it's major? It's a major way. Now, God says, 
you choose, big boy, which way you're going to go. I can work with either way. I can work with either way. I hope you'll, you know, you'll, 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 you'll choose this way. You'll meet this girl instead of these others. And you will, and you'll, she's going to uh, slap you around until you stop doing all these things. Good girl. And she did. This other way, I don't know where, if I'd even be alive today. But, but, but God said, I, 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 I can work with you. Well, yeah, because further down that line, if you don't take the, the this line, you take the that line. He's gonna eventually. There's, there'll be another fork in your road. Well, there it could be, and and, and his natural laws are eventually going to are going to come into play. You hope you have the time. You hope yes. you have the time. Yes. And but but you but you don't. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you this too, uh, Don. Go ahead. I'm sorry. God told us who's he's going to have mercy on. Mm -hmm. He told Moses, I will have mercy upon on who I will have, have mercy. mercy. Yep. And that is, is iterated again over in, in Romans by Paul. Uh, and he says, uh, so then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. And then Luke 1 verse 50 says, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Same was true back in Genesis chapter 20. When he the, the one that I will have mercy on is the one who loves me and keeps my commandments. No, that's, that's exactly right. So and, grace shines upon everybody. Well, it does. And how you use it, and do you respect God for that grace? If you use grace in the right direction and don't respect God and love Him for that grace, it doesn't do you any good. It's that love and compassion for God that He has for us to love Him, respect Him, and do what He tells us. Will He let you believe a lie concerning His... He says, I'll, if you don't want to believe Me, I'll let you do that. Your free will. But I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to send you a strong delusion that you'll believe a lie and you'll be lost. God said that. you got a free will. But, and you either love the truth or you don't. There's a fork in the road. One of those charts we used to do in business a long time coming, Mike, a long time ago, where it was a fishbone chart or something, I don't know, a long time ago. If, this goes, that goes. if you go down this one, then, then this could happen or will happen. And you go all these. Well, God has those. And He said, Now I can work with any of these, but I hope you choose this one. I'm, I'm, I'm sending providential people in your life to, uh, to try to get your attention. I'm still using the natural laws. Yeah. But I, I'm helping along a little bit. I think he does. You got a nosy mother? What's that? My mother? I'm going to work with her. I'm going to work with her. And she just happens to know this girl at church is going to college. And then, you know, there you go. But that could be in everybody's life. You're raised by your mother, and your dad's not a Christian. There's several of us in this room where that's true. God said, I can work with that through His providential care. He can work with it. I didn't hear the thing yet. But you wouldn't want to expound on how. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mike. I'm sorry. Mike, I've overlooked you twice. I'm not going to do that again. Go, Mikey. Well, I was just going to say. 
way the verse is written, everybody wants to look at physically. God didn't say He's not going to put things in your way. That's right. What God said is, you got to pay attention to me. You've got to keep your eye on me. James said, you got to be doers of the Word. you got to walk in the Word. you got to be faithful. If you don't do that, you're going to get lost. So That's a good point. Our, our problem is, we're back to that time thing again. This time on earth, we think all this thing is in us. Right. We, do Christians get cancer? You brought that up Sunday? Yes, we do. But what is our goal? Our oh. goal is the good is the end. That's right. That's exactly right. Are, are we tested in this life? Constantly. We are. Why? What does it do for us? It increases our faith. Uh, it, it can uh, refine us like gold. It purifies us. It, boy, it gets off the dross. The impurities. It makes us pure. The dross. I've been waiting to use that one for a while. <laughs> Lisa? Um, well, you know, look at Paul. Look at God's providential care for Paul. Absolutely. He was shipwrecked. He yeah. was in prison. Yeah. I'd have to say, looking at how many times is he beaten to almost the point of death. I mean, and, and yet, that was God's providential care. And from the world's perspective, that doesn't look like care. No, that's right. What was Paul's name before? Saul. What was Saul doing before? Persecuting and killing Christians. He came to a fork in the road. God, uh, Jesus said, why are you doing this to me? Acts 26 and 9 and 22. He said, why are you doing this to me? He said, Lord, I don't know who you are. So he said, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Why are you kicking against the goads? Isn't that painful yet? <laughs> it's going to be. So he had everything going. He was on the road to wealth if he wasn't. He was a very influential, powerful person in the Jewish religion. He gave all that up to become a Christian and this fork in the road. And, and what kind of life did he have after that? Terrible. Physically rough. Very spiritually Spiritually rewarding. Yeah. But it gave him more say because of all he suffered. Yes. He did. He did. And we all, particularly those of us that are getting near the end, didn't think we'd ever get this far, you know, when we're 21 years old or 23 or something. But it becomes dear all the time as you get older. Isn't that right, Don? I wouldn't say an old one. I didn't say that first word day. No, I was just saying. Uh, uh, you know, I try to be serious, actually, but uh, as we get older, doesn't it become dear? Yes, yes. It really does, Mike. It, it does. It does. Every morning when you wake up, you've got a new pain. <laughs> but you've also got a new day. Yes. I wish we had a little more time, but thank you for coming to the class. I hope this material will be good for you, and you can study it on your own and give you a good place to start. Now we're going to have more classes. There'll be another. We got our third quarter. The fourth quarter will be another class in here. The fourth. So we're going to skip one. And then next year, we're working on our goals for next year. We're going to have more classes in here pertaining to our goals. So there are more coming, but not this quarter. Okay. Awesome. Thank you.